Hello and welcome back to Remember This, a podcast where we go back and watch childhood TV shows, game shows, quiz shows, dramas, sitcoms, movies, everything in between. And this isn't scripted, this introduction, that's because I can't get to my laptop because we are self-isolating at the moment and Gemma's got all her work stuff here so we can't really do that, which is fine. We're both sat as if we're doing an awkward Q&A and there's nothing wrong with that. How are you, Gemma? I'm Matt Bentley Viney. <laughs> You're Gemma Bentley Viney. I am. It's the 21st of March. It's a Saturday night. How are you? I'm good. We watched Midsummer Ooh. the other day. My second viewing, your first. And I was very happy. Go on, finish your... I loved it. You loved it. Yeah. Florence Pugh was amazing in it. I felt like it had a lot of kind of the typical things you love about horror films. You know, it's based about a cult, but it felt very fresh where it kind of changed the dynamics with uh, the female characters, the power dynamic. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I felt like it had hidden layers I'm excited to, for you to watch Hereditary, which is also by the director Ari Aster. And I equally love that. I think I prefer Midsummer. Also, because Midsummer is a daylight horror. And it was very interesting to watch a horror film set in, because it's set in the summer solstice. So it's very unusual to watch a kind of horror film so light. And even though obviously a lot of the scenes are very kind of frightening, it was so beautiful. Mm. It was such a beautiful kind of picturesque, um, you know, the cinematography was amazing. So it's very interesting to kind of watch a horror film that had those elements to it. So enjoyed that. And then we're going to watch Toy Story 4 tonight. There's a switcheroo for yeah. you, isn't there? And um, I'm excited for that, though. I, we, neither of us have seen it. So no. this is what we're doing every day now. And maybe you guys, if you're having to isolate too, Gemma's come up with a foolproof plan where she has a little kind of diary and each day we have things we look forward to and like a kind of like a plan obviously we're both working still so that takes up a lot of the plan yeah but it's important to have that kind of structure where before you would be going out and doing whatever now obviously we're being responsible and doing the right thing it's about making sure you can still have fun and still be entertained but from within your four walls or going for a walk yeah because like normally on your diary you wouldn't write have a bath in the no. calendar whereas now it's like yes i'm gonna have a really nice long bath tomorrow and we skyped our friends last night so we had like a impromptu just like pub virtual pub get together had a few drinks played some psych yeah and you know yes it was weird to begin with but we all said by the end it was you know the normal time we'd, we would usually be leaving if we were around there for dinner or something and it was really nice yeah. and we said like Yes, it's an adjustment, but you're still you're, you're grateful you can still speak with your friends. And then we're doing a virtual pub quiz with friends tomorrow night, where we all are coming up with five questions each. We're going to do our own little pub quiz. So yeah, it's we're very lucky that we have the likes of FaceTime and all of these different Google things. Hangouts we're and... very lucky. But on to yes, on to the show. And that is the last mention of COVID-19 because this is the safe space. We thought we better acknowledge it to begin with, but let's go in our little time machine and go back to the early noughties where there were two game shows that I think everybody watched. These these were huge. Though I didn't watch one of them. No, I don't believe her. I didn't watch one of them. These I... were massive. One of them was on at like 10 to 8 in the morning. It was like a real every day on at that time. And then the other one was when you got back from school. Can you name which was which? Well, I used to watch 50-50. And I was in the morning. I know. I used to watch it after work. work after, after work. <laughs> after school. I didn't watch anything before school, really. I swear really. it was on before. Maybe no. it was on both. I could have sworn it was on before. I used to watch it around tea time. I didn't watch anything before <gasps> no, school. No, so did I. I'm sorry. No, it was four o'clock, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like four o'clock. Yeah, you're right. It was tea time. I didn't watch anything before school because similar to how I am now, I don't like mornings. I get up the minimum amount of time that allows me to get ready. Did you have a TV in your room though? Yes. Oh, so I don't, I don't understand then because me and Geordie would just have the TV on while we're getting ready. Just any old rubbish. I would have it on in the background like while I was having my breakfast, but 
It was never, I never left myself a long enough time to actually watch and finish a TV show. That's why I love YouTube so much. Because now, you know, in the past 10 years, I've always watched a YouTube video before. Um, yeah, work that's true. Because they're about 15 minutes long. So I'm like, cool, that's how long it takes me to get ready. That's a good point. But today we thought we would do an episode dedicated entirely to the classic British game show. And both are similar in the sense that they are activity-based rather than both CBBC? Both, yep. Both Both CBBC. And um, we both really enjoyed watching these again because sometimes it's a chore. Today it definitely wasn't. It went quickly, dare I say. Yeah, it did. And both from like 30 minutes too. Yeah. And it was really fun. Like... I would have loved to have done either of these TV shows, actually. But should we get, let the cat out of the bag? Yes. Gemma, today, what what are we watching and discussing? So we watched 50-50 and Raven. Not to be confused 50-50 with the cancer comedy with, um, do you remember Paul Rudd and uh, yeah, it's uh, quite that good, guy it? everyone used to James love for a Franco? little bit? No. Who's Dave the, Franco? No. Who's the, or was it Dave Franco? Oh. No, is it um the no? It's the guy from Five Hundred Days of yes. Summer. Yes, J- Jason Gordon-Levitt. That Jordan Gordon. No, that doesn't sound right. Jason Gordon-Levitt sounds better. That is his name, isn't it? Jordan Gordon doesn't sound no, right. Jordan Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> well, very. My brother's middle name's James, but for some reason we call him Jordan Gordon sometimes. Really? Yeah, I don't know if I've just made that up. You've made. I've never heard that in ten years. So. But. Joseph. Joseph. What was I saying? Jason. Yeah, it's Joseph yeah, Gordon. It is, it is Joseph. Levitt. So if you were screaming at the podcast, then apologies. Would you like to introduce Matt? 50 50. On today's show, Alfred Barrow School from Barrow in Furness. Salandine Nook High School from Huddersfield. They're here to play the biggest and baddest show on TV. It's 50-50. 50 is a British children's game show that puts two teams of 50 randomly selected 11 and 12-year-old school children against each other in physical games and general knowledge quizzes. Observational rounds played by all contestants also feature... Airing on BBC One's children television block, it was first broadcast on the 7th of April 1997 and ended on the 12th of July 2005 after nine series. Sally Gray hosted the show from its inception until 2002, followed by Angelica Bell until 2004 and Sophie McDonnell in 2005. It was also voiced by Matthew Davis between 1998 and 2000, then by Dave Kelly from 2000-2005. The contestants were also the studio audience who sat in raised seating in opposite sides of the studio and watched the games take place between the teams while supporting the chosen contestants. The two schools competing were originally represented by the t-shirt colours orange and green before they changed to blue and yellow for the second series in 1998. The contestant numbers were randomly selected, each used only once for both teams and announced and displayed by a large screen computer named Flynn. The winning team won a prize for their school and in later series, a glass trophy. Official merchandise and runner-up prizes were also awarded in most series. There were nine series and 118 episodes, including four Christmas specials. So Gemma, where do we start with 50-50? So I used to watch it when it was Angelica Bell. Big fan of Angelica Bell. She did a good job, actually, I thought. It was similar to when we watched, if you listened to the episode where we spoke about Jungle Run, where... Oh, the kids, they don't give out a lot, do they? Oh, nothing. Like, they, absolutely nothing. They give you nothing to work with. They but give them I no material. I enjoy like that. that. It's refreshing. They're there because their school's there, not because they want to be on telly. They're not fame hungry. No, they're all a bit nervous and a bit unsure. It's very they endearing. They say like two words. And <laughs> yeah, Angelica Bell. Oh, because I always thought she was really good growing up, but re-watching it. Oh my God, that was like... That's tough a hard, gig. yeah, it is, it's a tough gig. That is a hard, that is a hard day's work. She earned her money that she made doing 50-50 because she had, her energy levels had to be really high. Because even though the kids are really excited, the energy levels of the children, yeah, it should be good. Yeah, hopefully we'll win. So then she had to be like, wow, well done. That was such a good round. But you're 10 points behind. But do you think you can bring it back? Maybe, yeah, hopefully. Oh yeah, well done. Let's see what happens next. Flynn? That is an accurate representation of the show. Also, there's a hundred school kits there. Yeah. So just that alone is 
pretty daunting for a mm. presenter. What a good school trip. Oh, amazing. Can you imagine? Taking time off school to do that. Also, a quick note that in all the seasons, there was um, a rotation of, well, not rotation. They had throughout their time, they had three different presenters. All of them were female, which I would like to note just because that isn't often the case. It's often the opposite. But I used to always enjoy the show growing up. I think my brother did too. Oh, it's brilliant. It's very entertaining. I feel like it did quite a good job in the sense compared to Raven and Jungle Run. It seemed a lot more accessible. I was very unsporty at school. I did not enjoy sport. I would actively avoid it. I'm not naturally a very competitive person. So a lot of these shows I just was not into. I found it quite daunting, the prospect of like, I wouldn't watch it thinking, I want to be on there. But with 50-50, I do sort of think they actually made it very accessible and enjoyable. And actually, I think I would have loved it. Yeah, less so than our second show, Raven. This felt a lot more inclusive because you had lots of a variety of different rounds that didn't rely on, you know, physical ability and like hand coordination, that type of thing. Yeah. There were different types of rounds. Like I particularly, my favorite was the observation round. That was my favorite as well because you could play that at home. And also it meant I really liked it because I just remember thinking because the way it works is they have like a bingo ball sort of thing and they like not bingo thing like it reminds you of the lottery. And, yeah, it's like a lottery and a number comes up and then it cuts to like a kid looking at their t-shirt and seeing like 17, I'm 17. And they get to play one of the games. And I'm thinking, oh, imagine if you're buzzing, you go all the way there and you don't get picked. But then they do have an observation round where everyone can play. I do wonder, do you think they get to practice it beforehand? Because they're the type of games, like you can't try, you can't replicate it in your PE at home. Do you know what I mean? Not at home, but your PE at school. The games they had, which Matt's going to explain to you shortly, you can't, I just sort of think, did they have a practice go? No, Because they, they seemed quite good considering they'd never done it before. And it's like, right. I don't think they do considering how bad they were in the, um, the cube. I thought they were quite good. Mm. I also quite liked this episode that we watched because both teams, even though one team did end up winning by quite a bit, it was relatively like close. You're a bit like, oh, it could swing either way. Whereas I remember growing up and being really sad because sometimes there'd be episodes where like one team would be like on 280 and the other one would be like on 700. <laughs> and I used to feel really sad at home and think, oh, that school, that must be so stressful and sad. You're not a competitive person, are you? But isn't that sad? Well, it's sad because they one team They lost really rubbish. badly and I just yeah, think, what a shame. That's the whole point. That's the game, isn't it? Someone wins and someone loses. Yeah, but not by loads. <laughs> so yeah, that's the premise. And I definitely watched this almost every day when I was going to school. I loved it. thought it was an amazing TV show. I bet you were desperate to go on it. Yeah, I was. It's great. We both have a weird memory, though, of um, Michael Underwood presenting it, and that was false. So I don't know why that is. That's very strange. I think it was found by his generation, wasn't it, though, as well? well he yeah, was, he, was on a, he did a lot of CBB stuff yeah. in the 2000s, so... Definitely. He, assumed... he was the king of childhood kind of TV shows in the noughties. I think him it? and Angelica Bella dating. Really? I didn't know that. I mean, I, that might be false. No. Oh, okay. But I'm pretty sure both successful presenters oh they must be dating no they both did cbbc shows at the same time they're a couple so did you also think then they're like smart that they were all dating as well oh mark's bait no you do always do that thing like if a two teachers like get on quite well like oh they're dating they're a couple the first round was my favorite round growing up and if you know like if you get picked for one this is the one i'd like to get picked for so there's basically like a slightly they're all like inflatables so it's all kind of like total wipeout style but very very scaled back and indoors and simpler so it's like a big sort of like a wheel that you stand on like it moves slightly oh yeah and you've got to run you take it in turns you run you jump on it and then you've got to jump up and obviously it slightly tilts what you're standing on and you've got to jump up and get there's a rotating inflatable ball with different stars stuck to it so there's yellow stars and there's a few red stars, which could mean zero points or multiple points. The red stars, you don't know. And then you've got to jump up, grab a star, jump yeah. off and then run back and then you take it in turns. So that was the first one. And that's the one growing up. I'd be like, that's the one I'd like to do. Oh, yeah, that was it was quite a good round. It was it was OK. 
I remember the rounds being a lot more exciting than they were watching them back now. Like this time, I, w- I was a bit underwhelmed. I think it's because you let your imagination, particularly in Raven, but in this as well. Like when I think back, I think, oh yeah, God, it was so difficult. And you think of it like gladiators, where it was these really intense, difficult rounds, and it wasn't. It was quite simple. And then the second round was. Can I interrupt with some big breaking news? Michael Underwood spouse is Angelica Bell. Oh, well done. So I wonder if they were dating at that time. Married in 2010. Oh. Um, the second round was really interesting because it was called The Cube. And we both looked at each other like, oh my God, is Schofield about to make an appearance? Their wedding photos are really cute. But no, he didn't make an appearance. And basically, it's like, you know, those games everyone used to have where you have like a circular disc and there's lots of little like stoppers inside and you've got to get a, a miniature ball from one end to the other and it's like a maze. Yeah, like a crack. You'd often get them in Christmas crackers. Yes. And this one was different where it was like more 3D and it had different layers. So you had to go down from top to bottom and get hits and you had to do as many as you could. And they both just got one. It was very anticlimactic. But what I enjoyed is that they had, I would have been really annoyed at this. So five people were chosen Four got to go at each end of the kind of the mechanism and were like, you know, lifting it and putting it all around. And then one unlucky person had to stand and be like their motivator. You know, like when you watch the university boat challenge, that type thing, or the boat race, not boat challenge. And there's one person at the front just being like, heave, pull. Ooh, and it was just like that. Like, oh, they want to get involved. But they what? were like the captain. Oh, they're the one that got to be saying like, right. Well, they were left. pretending it as if it was like strategy. But you, the four of them could see they didn't need that person, did they? And then the next round was the observation round. I love this. We well, I mean, we both loved this, didn't we? Because there was a blast from the past. They did. They showed busteds. I'm glad I crashed the wedding music video. Which toe-tapping video are we going to be listening to today? Angelica, I love this tune. It's busted and crashed the wedding. The neighbours spread the word and my mum cried when she heard I stole my girl away from everybody gathered there that day and just in time Did I mention the podcast I met Matt Willis recently? Nope. Do have I not? I swear I have. Maybe you have. So you... I'll make do, it do short. It, do it in a in a nutshell. When I went bowling, and um, when we we, we were we were quite we'd been drinking because it was quite late when we went bowling. It was like half nine. You don't have to explain your drinking. It's okay. No judgment on this podcast. And uh, so we came into the bowling. It was like there was only like four lanes because like a little fancy hipster one. And every it was someone's birthday, and everyone was saying happy birthday. So obviously we all joined in, and then we looked over. Well, because we were saying them happy birthday, and I was like hang on a minute, I recognise them. And it was Tom Fletcher, Matt from McFly, Emma Willis, Giovanni Fletcher, someone from TOWIE. It was all very exciting. So And you texted me that. I did, I texted you. you texted like, my mum that. <laughs> well, your mum messaged me being like, she follows them on Instagram. She was like, I think you're at the same bowling place as them because I'd obviously already put on Instagram where I was. And I was like, oh, I know. I saw them, they're, they're right by me. And you, what did you go and say to them? I was like, oh, I think you're very cool. Because yeah. <laughs> my manager, I told my manager, he's like, do you want me to go say I for you? And I'm like, no, like, I can do it. I'll do it. Just give me time. I said it to Emma Willis. Oh, she's your favourite. Oh, she's beautiful. But yeah, we had busted. Glad I crashed the wedding. Questions were very hard. Yeah, you had to, well, it was, it was the observation round. It was like, you know, when you do your, oh, you won't know this, but when you do your theory driving test. And you have to do... I did take my theory oh, you twice. Did, didn't you? <laughs> Thank you very much. I do know what you're talking about. And you have to um, press the screen when you see hazards. The hazard perception test is what it was called, actually. And um, it was like that. So it wasn't they... like that at all. No, no. So they had to like... The question would be like, you know, what was on Charlie's shirt? Yeah. So you had to be aware. You had to be very observational. All three members of Busted wore a fake moustache. And yeah, to like, right. And then everybody in the schools had to like buzz and they would come up obviously like all 34 people in the blue team got that right. Whereas only 27 in the yellow team did. Um, It was really good. But the questions I liked because they were respectful to the school as in we didn't get them all right. No. 
Also, oh, that was such a classic, that song and that music video. I'm glad I crashed the wedding. It was a classic. And then the final round was called the Avalanche. And this was my favourite. This was amazing. And it's where it's like an obstacle course and you have to go down and then you end it by um, picking up either a something snowflake or a different snowflake. And then one of them has more points than the other. And you do as many as you can. And it's, it's amazing, to be fair. And it reminds me, do you remember um, Burger King or KFC or the Avalanche? It was like McFlurry. I used to love them. I mean, that's a bit of a segue, isn't it? I thought you were going to say, so it reminded me of in I'm a Celebrity when they do that challenge where you've got to like get oh, up there. Oh, that the last day. Yeah, it reminds me a bit of that because I had to go through all these things like climb up, slide that's down. That's a lot better though, isn't it? Because you have like, aren't they being sprayed with water in I'm a yeah, Celebrity? Yeah, but also I bet they have a bit of a bigger budget. Yeah, they do. Also, you missed out something really cool about the show is that it has its own commentator. Oh my God, yeah. So I've been missing this. Obviously, we've been in isolation now. Well, sports has ceased for like two weeks. And um, I didn't realise how much I missed commentators until today when we watched that. And I was like, oh God, I miss a good commentator. And he was doing little jokes and quips. And he was like, oh, and Becky's going, she's ahead and Becky's going to win it. And I was like, oh, this is great. I did really enjoy how it felt the perfect mix of adults and, and children. Yeah, because it made it feel quite serious in the sense that, you know, the questions were hard. The tasks were not super easy. And like having that commentator, it made it feel like a proper sport, like a proper event. Yeah, It had like the schools were like the cheering crowds that had always cut to, which made it feel like kind of like you're watching like a football match or something. It made it feel very kind of sport-like. Um, yeah, you're right because of the crowd as well. And everyone's cheering. Cause they, I mean, the kids are so loud. Yay! Yay! It's just so ironic because they're so loud. And whenever any of them are individually spoken to by Angelica, they just freeze up. Oh, it's really cute when she like goes to the mic to them. So do you think you're going to win? There were a few bad, like she did a few put downs, actually. Do you remember? Because one of basically for each kid that comes up, they do an interesting fact about them. And actually, I thought that was really good as well. The interesting facts were actually quite interesting. Well, yeah. And, and one guy, it was like he ran over the rugby line and he was so excited he didn't put the ball down. And then she just said, oh, I don't think you'll be playing for England like that then. And it just silent. He didn't laugh. I was like, oh, God, this is awkward. She, she's just absolutely pulled his trousers down on national television. She That might be his dream. Yeah. Maybe he is. Who is he now? Where is he? Imagine if we got someone from 50-50 to come on this podcast. We say that every time we talk about something that includes children. Like being like, were your school on there? If your school was on there, please do email us at... I nearly gave my personal email address then. <laughs> please do email us at rememberthisquestionmark at gmail.com. And that is question mark as in the word. Because um, we would love to know behind the scenes... Also, if you've got any other, I mean, you don't have to be that specific with 50-50. If you just want to write in and say, hello, hello. you're more than welcome to do We've that. We've got a lot more time in our hands now, kids. We do. And we're hoping to roll out a lot more of these um, podcasts, actually, because we we always enjoy doing it. It was just finding time in the week. Yeah. So I also, the theme tune was a bit non-existent, but we were both like, oh, yeah, I remember this. I would give the theme tune a six. Five for me. Yeah. It was solid. It was fine. Wouldn't remember it telling it to you now, but when I heard it, I did remember it. And, yeah, I know uh, what yeah. you mean. And the graphics were funny. Very, very early noughties. Graphics made sense, though. It all made sense. Yeah, it did. It was good fun. I really enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed rewatching it again. It was a pleasure to do so. The kids were funny and nervous and quite nice. The games were relatively difficult. Presenting was good. Set was good. And just so you know, so you don't have any kind of, um, you know, you need that closure. One team beat the other by 70 points. Which I thought was decent. Yeah, it was quite a close run test. It, you know, it went into the avalanche. The yellow one was winning and then it went to the blue ones ended up winning. And it was like, oh, plot twist. Yeah, it was really good. I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. No kids cried. There was no drama. I wonder if kids have cried on that show they must have done i think that was another very good aspect of it is the competitiveness was there but also very good sportsmanship where you're you're cheering even if they lost you're cheering yeah so when they're, I mean, they're told to do that i'm sure no i yeah, sure but it's still practicing good things for the future if you were on 50 50 
what game would you have liked to have done? And what do you think you would have said? What would you have been I like? I would love to have done the avalanche. That would be my Of course you would have dream. done. I roll. And then what I would have said, what if they came around and said like, oh, hello, you're Matt. And I would go, hello. What would have been your Actually, fact? no, I wouldn't have done that. Because if I was like 14, I would have been like. No, you're 11 and 12. Oh, so I wouldn't have had that complex yet. I'd be like, hello. I, I've, my balls have dropped. Did you used to do that? <laughs> Everyone did. Everyone, so everyone speaks like that when you're like when you're a little bit insecure about your age about being an adult you're, oh hello hello my name's matt yeah oh, i good. love football would that have been your thing though i i'm matt and i love man united yeah, probably would that have been your fact i love robbie williams and well, man united i mean considering i had a dream the other night that i was playing for man united and i scored two goals and then set up martial I think that's yeah, probably fair that I would have said that when I was 11 or 12. I'd have been a wreck because I'd have been, it would, I'd have felt so conflicted because, you know, it's like one of those things you kind of want to be picked, but I also really wouldn't want to be picked. So I'd be like, oh, I really don't want it to be me. I don't want it to be me. Oh, no, but oh, I do want it to be me. I'd feel so conflicted. Do you reckon you'd do well? I was quite stressed I out actually as a child, I think. You would be good in the cube one, I think. No, because I don't know my rights and lefts. Okay. So if they're like, right, I would do it the wrong way. I'd, I'd panic. Oh, Gemma. Wouldn't oh, I? Oh, dear. I'm not quick. Oh, no, you are. No, but like flight or fright? Oh, God. <laughs> Fight or flight? Flight or fright. <laughs> I'm frightened. No, what is it? Fight or flight. I don't fly. You fight. I freeze. <laughs> Think about it. Well, that's not an option. And then fight. Okay. I'm not quick. That is true. In emergency situations, you have actually, you've frozen a few times, haven't you? Uh, I freeze. Yay. Like when Meg managed to get off a lead somehow. And this is really early on when we rescued I, and her. And I said, oh, get her. You literally just stood there and watched her run past <laughs> you. And then a stranger had to jump on Meg. Like, what are you doing? I'm not good in that situation. I can't believe it. I was like, she's just stood there. <laughs> But anyway, Gemma, would you like to introduce the second TV quiz show of the episode, which is Raven? That was a terrible impression. Can you do a better one, please? Raven. Mm, do another one. Raven. I swear he says something though. Like you? His voice. Oh, here you go. I've lost a life. Oh, there we go. Do that one again. Uh, Gemma, you have lost a life. There he is. Many years ago, the sun hid behind the moon, and six strange symbols were forged from gold cooled in water drawn from our deepest lock. And when the last symbol was complete, the sorcery finally returned to these shores. The trees and rivers sparkled once more. But soon a vile shadow rose to spread misery throughout the land, and only one who commands the spirits of truth and virtue can defeat the dark forces so unwittingly unleashed. My name is Raven. Raven is a BBC Scotland children's adventure game show. It originally aired on CBBC in the United Kingdom from 16th of December 2002 to March 2010. Over the course of 10 series with three spin-offs in the original release, the show was hosted by James Mackenzie, who played the title role and conducted a group of six children known as Warriors. Over five days through a series of tasks and feats, at various stages in the adventure, the group loses the least successful warrior until two go through to the final week to compete for the title of Ultimate Warrior. So, Gemma, you didn't watch this? No, I knew of Raven. And I knew who Raven was 100%. So having seen it now, do you wish you were watching it? Yeah, I really, really was pleasantly surprised and really enjoyed it. So I definitely watched like one or two episodes growing up because I knew the format. I knew that I didn't like it. Do you know what I mean? Like I'd watch it and go, nah, it wasn't for me. It's when they make them go all see-through. Yeah. When they lose a life or they like fail. They like make the child go like see-through and like go into air and make this sad noise. And I was like, oh, this isn't for me. It's quite geeky. It's quite nerdy, I think. Yeah, it is a little bit nerdy. Raven is incredibly attractive. Oh, for God's sake. I will know. What, do you like his handlebar kind of um, beard? Everything about Raven is a 10 out of 10. It's a chin strap, isn't it, actually? It's a chin strap. His outfit, his voice, 
his hair. I used to think he was Swedish for some reason. He's, well, you know, Scottish. he's very, very Scottish, Matt. Um, I don't know, but then I don't know if I'm wrong in that. Like I felt, I feel like loads of people fancied Raven, but I've been wrong about that before. When I went to see Prince of Egypt, I thought, like, oh, I was like, wow, they're really trying to make Moses attractive here. And then I was sort of, sort of said to everyone else, oh, you know, Moses, or you know, he's all right. And they were like, no. And I'm like, wait, no, no one else is thinking Moses is pretty attractive right now. Oh, which is a weird conversation to be having but i felt like in the west end show of it they were trying to make moses hot but then it turned out just me so it might be the same with raven where i'm like raven's they've made him badass haven't they he's like a rebel he's all in black he's got a very i'll go through his outfit for you no but not yet just hold that thought because we should explain if you've never watched raven which i know a few of you wouldn't have because it won't even be in your country so Raven was a BBC Scotland production and it was on CBBC pretty much, I think every day or every other day. And it's like another game show, but set in like the woods and it's kind of like Lord of the Rings and they're moving from, there's like a map and they've got to move from one area to the other and they have seven lives each. So it's very much like you're playing a video game almost because if you lose a round, you lose a life. But you can also pick up rings, and if you get free rings, you get a new life. Yeah, see, it's it's like quite geeky. Yeah, and then they've they've all got like, so it's very culty in a way. It's medi- medieval. Yeah, I really enjoyed rewatching it. Well, you never the watched it in the first place, so you just enjoyed watching it. The aesthetic to me now very very pleasing. When I was younger, I think I was a bit like. Nah, nah. Too this is, boyish. I, I'm not. Well, no, not too boyish. I'm not into. I didn't like Lord of the Rings. I quite liked Doctor Who. That's kind of as far as it went for me in the Nerd. Mystic World. Like even now as an adult, not into Game of Thrones. Sorry, gave it a go. Not yeah. for me. Um, so it's very much in that style. I really enjoyed the aesthetic now. So as Matt mentioned, they have these lives. How cool that this is just and their feathers. They're, yeah, they're feathers. Oh, so, you love feathers. I love feathers. It's like I said, like and now everything about it, I'm like, oh my god, this is so. I bet cool. you loved his coat. His ring. Did you not see his ring? I did see his ring. So I'll go for it. I'm gonna. Oh yeah, hang on. And then it's hosted by a guy called Raven, who is this like he's badass like a crow. mythical warrior. He's a crow. Yeah, he's he a crow. Is. He's like um, the crow in Maleficent, actually. Sam Riley, um, kind of that sort of style. So he's wearing. This like huge, he's wearing like all of this leather. So he's wearing these like leather trousers, but they're not too tight. They're like got a slight like baggy oh, yeah, feel it's to not them. Oh yeah, creepy. And then he's got, I can't remember what he's wearing like shirt wise, but then he's got this huge black feathered like jacket. I swear Serge Pizzorno was wearing one for a while. And like, it's, oh, it's all very Serge actually. And then he's got this big silver ring that kind of looks like a kind of um, a crow's foot. So it's like this like big spiky thing that goes all the way down his finger that they like to shelf. He's also got like a big stick. No, that sounds uh, weird. Cane? Cane, that's the word. He's got cane. And then his hair is like black and slicked back. And it's got like, um, like it kind of almost goes into like a slight mohawk, but it's got like feather, it seems like feather-like. Yeah, it's very mohawky. And then he's, oh, I think he's got like black eyeliner on a little bit. It's just all, I was like, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm into this, yeah. yeah. You're and selling then, it, you're selling it. So I think the contestants are just random kids from different schools and stuff, yeah. all around the same age. Mm-hmm. All in the same area I as really well. Like, well. No, I don't think they were because they all had different accents. Because one was Geordie, one was Northern Ireland. And yeah, I think it was just a random selection of kids. And they are all in it for the ride because it's not one episode. It's like a whole series is with these people until they get knocked out. I didn't know that until the end of the episode we watched as well. And it made me actually respect and enjoy even more. But also, can I, I'm going to talk about what the contestants wore because then I'll choose what I'd want to wear. So it is all kind of like slightly like Celtic style. Yes. So they're wearing like these like kind of Celtic long t not t-shirts. It's like almost like a armor, like mm. a fabric armor. And um, one of them's got like a moon on it and the other one's got like a sun on it. I would be the one in gray with the moon on it. Um, but yeah, they do these little VTs to introduce each contestant. And again, all oh, these contestants, they're giving him nothing. I'm here at the tournament to have fun and try my hardest. Halka, are you hiding your true purpose? 
I didn't come to win because it's a, the taking part that counts and it's a new adventure, so it'll be fun. But I think um, he's a better character than Angelica Bell was. Also, compared to Jungle Run as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was better than Michael Underwood. I feel like they could he's have... He's in that character. He's like whacking Phoenix as the Joker. Yeah. I, I bet between takes, he is staying in character. I really wonder that, because obviously if you're a kid, you kind of... I asked Matt this, like, we're watching, like, I wonder if he stays in character. You're like, yeah, maybe it's like you're at Disney, and he's like yeah, one of the characters. Yeah, buy into the magic, don't you? But yeah, he was... He, Raven was very... I was going to say he was amazing then, but is that a bit much? Yeah, no, nah, I'm going to stay with it. Raven's amazing, guys. But you guys, could cause... see him, talking to Disney, you could see him on a float in one of their parades. No, you could see him like walking around. Being like all Being all moody cool. and like, ooh. And people would get photos with him. Because he kind of really runs this show. And even it didn't matter that the contestants were kind of awkward... 11 year old because his character was so big and over the top it carried it all it carried every between every awkwardness and everything like that he kind of carried it so they didn't really have to do much apart from the games but i felt like the kids also bought into it because they were being asked to play a character and not just be themselves yeah so i think that helped too they're warriors that they were able to you know lose themselves in this character too i mean what meek little warriors they were cute though i actually enjoyed because they were all very nice again they were being nice to each other they were saying like ahead of the challenges oh i don't know because this person's really sharky's amazing at this it was all really sweet actually because i like i sort of said at the beginning i'm not very sporty or competitive that much i think that does stem from when i was at school we had a very very sporty middle school that i went to and people took it very very seriously and it was very much like if you aren't good at sport or you're in trouble I remember panicking when I realized I'm not that good at sport. So I had to just reject sport because instead of like trying to do it and being rubbish and everyone getting annoyed at you because they took it so seriously, I was like, I'm just going to reject sport altogether. Oh, that's a shame. And be like, nah, not for me. I'm going to be in the art block. Thank you very much. You would have been good at sport as well because you're quite tall. I did netball because I was tall. I was all right at that because I was taller than my peers at the time. So it was actually really refreshing for me to actually watch this and be a bit like, they're actually not all horrible and competitive. They're all being like, one of the little boys was literally like, oh, I'm not here to win. I'm just here to take part. And I'm what like, a oh. Loser. oh, I'm like, oh, good boy. Well <laughs> done. That's the right answer. There was only one girl. There was one, there was one out of the six of them who, there was only one that actually went, yeah, I'm here to win. Sharka, are you the warrior who will defeat all others? I'm here to win and I'm going to, I'm determined to get through the next round and I'm going to beat all the other warriors. I'm sure I'm going to win. Yeah, she was a bit of an idiot, wasn't she? Oh, no, but I... No, because ahead of every... She said the same thing ahead of every challenge. Yeah, I'm going to win this one. I'm going to win this one. I'm here to win, so I'm going to win this one. It sounds like a horrible thing to say, but it made me not like her, which is a very mean thing to say about a 10-year-old girl. Yeah, it was actually quite refreshing to see all of the kids being like that. And in every VT, they did always repeat themselves. They They didn't become more confident over this episode but that's what made me really shocked at the end when i realized it's a series and they're going to carry it on and it made me think oh they've genuinely just chosen kids that love this tv show not like which one's going to be the best on camera it was like they've just chosen like the biggest fans which made me very happy well yeah because they were all competing to be the ultimate warrior so it's not even like it's a big prize you know, a lot of the things now is like, it's a million dollar recording contract. You get to go to Los Angeles with five of your friends and it's £10,000 spending money. Yeah. This one is like, you're the ultimate warrior for a fake land. But yeah, the um, the challenges weren't that impressive compared to 50-50. I thought 50-50s were a lot better. Oh, no. I think the, f- the first challenge, I was like, oh, lowering my expectations here. Uh, but the next few... Well, what was the first challenge? So, shall I go through them? So, the first challenge was they had to build a bridge to get... Oh, and also, I also like it, so many skulls. There was just skulls everywhere. And again, I love... It's skulls, there's feathers. I mean, I'm on board. I'm going to be the ultimate warrior, guys. So, they had to make this bridge that goes over the water and it pans the water. There's always like skulls in it. And at the end of the bridge, there's like another skull with like a gold ring in its mouth. And the first one to get over the bridge and gets the gold ring wins. But if you're slow, the skulls in the river let off this like gas. There's a smoke. Like like a a smoke and you'll die. You'll lose lose a a life. life. 
So and they had funny to... special effects that when it happens, they just freeze and then they disappear out it's of the frame. It's horrible. And to build the bridge, because I remember thinking, that's quite hard. Cause I yeah, thought... but I mean, let, number one, it wasn't a river. It was like a trickling stream. But no, but I thought when they said you're going to build a bridge, deep, but... in my head, it was, they've got a forage for like wood. But then it was just like a puzzle. Yeah. And you have to it put It was like the, the ones you see together. in the Crystal Maze, where they just built a jigsaw and you got to fit it together to make sure it'll go over the bridge. They really struggled with it, the kids, though. Yeah, they, they had did. a tough time. They, some of them were all flat. There, there was one challenge that was actually properly difficult, like an actual challenge. And I think that was the second one where they literally had to the jump. Swimming race. Yeah, jump into a lock, a freezing lock. And How do you swim. know it was freezing? Because they all said when they got out, it was freezing. And did you see how many clothes they had on? They did have a lot of clothes. That made, I, This is actually what put me off. Because I was Health like, and safety must have been absolutely bricking it when I'm they're get, doing I'm on that. board. I'm on board. Then all of a sudden, no, jump in, swim. And that and it was literally... Because I was like, oh, what, what are they doing here then? Oh, it's, it is just a race. It was serious, serious stuff. And then... There was another one that was quite cool. Oh, where, I thought the third one was really cool. Well, where they had to go and the Grim Reaper. Yeah, the Grim Reaper was a demon. Was there? The demon, but he looked like the Grim. He looked. It looked like the Grim Reaper. It looked scary. So, this is how funny is this? So the demon sat in like a paddle boat, and then the kids are in a paddle boat, and they have to go. No, up. one kid is in oh, like one, a one kid is in, in like a boat, ring, and then there's two on the bank of the lock, and then they're pulling a rope to bring the person back. And but you basically pick up the ring and then as soon as you pick up the ring, the, the, the demon, demon starts awakes. chasing you and it just looks so stupid. Oh, I thought it looked really scary. So, yeah, there's this demon in like a boat paddling towards you. You're sat in like a little like dinghy with one paddle as well. And they're trying to pull you forwards. And then Raven's doing like a voiceover going, you must paddle faster, son. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the kids didn't realize he they had kept to saying young ones, didn't he? He's like, yeah. come on, young ones, you can do it. Oh, I really enjoyed the voiceover. Come on, young ones. You can do it. No, you ruined it with a do it. Alka, though it seems unfair, the rules are clear, and you must now lose a life. Yeah, I mean, the music saves it, because if you imagine that in real time, (laughs) it would be so stupid. But again, I wonder... He should have been swimming. If If the demon was swimming, I think that's scary. If a demon's just like scurrying towards you at full pace, that is scary. That would be frightening. I do wonder, similar to when we watched Jungle Run, where I'm like, did they, how was this filmed? Because obviously you can only do one take of things, otherwise it'll lose the magic. And you can't also be like to the kids, get in the river again and swim. They, you know, the cameraman forgot to record. No, it would be one take. That's quite, I think. If the camera person forgets to record, they get fired. I think that's quite impressive then. I think the TV shows turned out really well, considering that. And then the final round... What was the final round? I can't remember. Oh, the final round was really weird. So they had like these like, this is when I, st- I think I stopped paying attention for two seconds and then all of a sudden I was like, what's happening now? So now they're in teams of two. There's these like big pins in the floor, in like the ground with like dragon eggs. Um, but the pins are all close together and they've got to pick up a pretend yeah, steel this. wheel. Right, bear with me. So you, they pick up a pretend steel wheel and the three of them have to carry it and they have to go through, at the end of it, what looks like kind of a Stonehenge type of brick. Yeah. But they've got to take as many of these wheels through. Without knocking the dragon eggs. But you've got to do it and you've got to fit things through. So you've got to do it quickly, but also carefully because you can't knock over. You can't knock over one of these like pins with because a dragon egg will fall and then like opens and then it lets off this like gas and then they freeze and they lose time. It's yeah. very strange. It's weird because when I watched it when I was at school, I didn't really enjoy it that much, Raven. Like, I enjoyed the character and, you know, the catchphrase, you have lost a life. I used to enjoy that. But the actual shuffle was boring. I think Whereas I'm the same as you. watching it now, I was like, oh, my God, this it flew by. It, it was amazing. really, really quick. And I was really disappointed at the end of it. I'm like, oh, no, we don't know also, who wins. I really appreciated, like, when they're going between um, the areas, they had, like, a map that was made and it was like a watercolour painting. Mm. And it was beautiful. Like, it was like Lord of the Rings. It was so cool. I feel like it was very well done. And it did feel very, like, mythical and magical. And that's, I think, why I didn't watch it growing up, actually. Because I think it was almost too mythical and magical. 50-50, you know where you're at. Yeah, definitely. This one, I think it, that's probably why it was a bit hit or miss for us. Because we were like, if, if it's your type of thing, you're in heaven. 
I rem- did Definitely. you do this at school? So when we were at school, we did like a Celtic day where we all had to like pretend we were Celtic. We no. went to this weird place and we had to wear like Celtic clothing and we did like Celtic activities. That sounds good. We did Greek day. No, that was fun. And day. I remember Charlotte Lewis had some um, Tarasa Malata and she was sick. She literally tasted it and went, oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> well, they were sick. And we were in like year five. I don't know why I remember it so vividly. It was really funny. Yeah, we did Celtic Day and we had to do like all of these like little funny activities. That sounds good. We also did Slum Day. Did you do uh, Slum oh, Day? That's, oh, that's a this great thing, area. Like, no, include oh. it in. Because I'm like, <laughs> God. <laughs> include this in because I think this is really bad. And like, Slum Day. You know, like, because when you're at school, you just assume all schools are the same. You'd, you're yep. basically being told exactly what to do yep. by figures higher than you. And you don't question it, which is very odd, actually. Like, if we had a child and they questioned loads of stuff about school, I'd be like, fair enough. Because it is all very odd when you think about it. You're forced to read certain books, forced to well, do yeah, certain things. Well, yeah, it's the things. same as, like, now we live in a society where we, we're currently being asked to do things by our government. And some people are saying, well, why? Why do you yeah. have to do that? Is it real? You know, how would you know? And all exactly. that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I get it why you do that with school too and then you look back and look back at some of it and i'm like that's really odd i don't think all schools were doing that so we had a slum day right where we all made slums and learned about slums and pretended to live in a slum for a day <laughs> did you not do that at your that's school incredibly problematic we did we had chimney swoop day or something like that whereas you were pretending to be in like oliver twist see that sounds quite cute yeah, it, I think it's the same principle of like knowing what it's like to live you know, below the bread I remember you always used to hear those sad stories about little but, kids would have to be put up the chimney, didn't they? Yes, but I think by just calling slum it a day. slum day. It was, called, <laughs> it was called, and I kid you not, it was called slum day. But our parents would have received like a letter from the school being like, slum day. don't forget on Friday, it's slum day. I miss the harvest festival. Oh, I used to have a really nice bunny rabbit toy that was brown and we'd always bring that in for the harvest festival and be like at the front in the table and do you remember the choir at school like we did a song i don't know if i remember it but for hanukkah and it says hanukkah holiday festival of lights candles turning always burning it's horrible please stop that's actually hurting my eyes Clap your hands and feel the No, music. we never did that one. I've, I've, sp- I've spoken about the EastEnders song, haven't I, before? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I've done about the podcast. Do that's got no, that has got to do with school. school. We did it at school. So I thought, we, our, when I was in first school, um, we used to sing an Easter song. And it was to the song of EastEnders music. So I'm sure I've done it on the podcast before, but maybe, I'm, maybe I haven't. And it was like, come and celebrate with me. So stupid. Easter is a time for growing and giving. Come and celebrate. And literally, like a year ago, I said to someone like, did you know that East Under's theme song is based on an Easter song? And then I Googled it and it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> And I thought it was a really neat little fact I had. I was like, well. And on that note, let's wrap up Raven. So the theme tune is non-existent. I, d- I couldn't even I tell you what it was now. I couldn't tell you what it was now, no. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to give it a three out of ten. Maybe less, actually, because it's so unmemorable. Yeah, one. I'm going to give two. Yeah, two one. out of ten. So sorry, Raven. But on the whole, I loved it. I thought it was really, really good. I would love it. What one would you rather play, actually, 50-50 or Raven? A oh, raven. You get five days off school. Yeah, raven. You get to meet raven. And you meet raven. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to follow raven on Instagram. Because I thought Angelica was a bit passive aggressive. I know. Angelica. She me a bit. Angelica. Uh, I, I don't do know. Her maybe job. it's because she hates kids. She doesn't I mean? hate kids. No, She's because... a brilliant at her job. No, no, Why are you no, no, slagging no, 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 Angelica no. Sorry, off? Sorry, let me just pull that back into context. She had nothing to work with. I'm Those s- kids gave her nothing. Exactly. And that's why I'm saying perhaps she didn't like that particular kid. She should have had another host. Yes, to bounce off. Because she was literally, it was like having conversations with herself. It just felt like she resented them. It no, felt she like she resented to... them to me. And she only did for one series. So maybe the producers picked up on it too. She had to upkeep a level of stamina and enthusiasm that none of the kids matched. True. At any point. No. Well, apart from when they were cheering. Whereas Raven, because his persona, this is what I think is so good about Raven as well. Oh, I just really 
really into Raven now, guys, is because it was very unique in the sense that obviously you had Angelica, who was like that super bubbly, super enthused. I think, yes, come on, guys. And, you know, for a kid to be like, yeah. Raven was so gothic. It just didn't give a shit. Raven was very kind of moody, gothic. There was... Very grunge, like 90s type. It was just very... Well, it was just very kind of... The whole style of the show is moody. He is moody and he is serious. He's a serious guy. I don't think we saw him smile. No, we didn't. We didn't see him smile. And for a kids TV presenter, to not smile is quite a big deal. And I think actually matched the whole thing. I think it worked really well because it meant nothing was awkward. He wasn't trying to make a joke and the kids were like, there was none of that. No, there wasn't. They took away all of that. And I think it was... He was in complete control. It was very uncringy. And considering, I'm telling you, it's all like weird feathers, s- feathers, and, yeah. and he's a, he he's a he's a pretend crow, and they're all warriors. It could be very camp. It could be very campy. And well, not it could have just been so awkward and cringy. Yeah, like are you a warrior, and then a kid going, Gurs. it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, not the good type of campy where it's like Book of Mormon style, and it's in on the joke, and it's taking itself you know, not seriously. At it all. could have been very, very, very cringy, cheesy. Yeah, and it was not at all. So I think for them to be able to do that in the kind of kids TV genre, especially in kind of the noughties where it was all like, big smiles, guys. Yes, yeah, It was very Reach much- Reach for the stars. It, yeah, exactly. For them to pull that off. Oh, off mate, uh, yeah, loved it. Absolutely loved it. And that brings us to the quiz round of Remember This. So I have three questions for Gemma and for you guys at home. And whereas Gemma found them from a trivia app, I'm going to do them from memory, from my- Someone knowledge. was not prepared for the quiz time. First question is... Oh, he's Googling it now. It's going to be about the shows you've just watched. It's going to be really niche. Where it's like, name the year 5050 ended. Name the two other presenters of 5050. How many series of Raven You're an idiot. was produced? Well, no one can play along at this at home. No one's going to be like, I know Considering the you read it out about 25 minutes ago. Five. <laughs> Uh-uh. Six. Uh-uh. High or lower? I'm not telling you. Three. That's your last guess. And you're wrong. You lose a life. It was 12. Oh, sorry. What were the colours used in 50-50 before it went to yellow and blue? <laughs> it was orange and purple. Uh-uh. Orange and blue. Yep. Uh-uh. Orange. Last chance. And green. Yeah, well done. Hey! Yeah, well done. And finally, what was the name of the commentator and scoreboard in 5050? It wasn't like a proper name. Didn't it begin with H? No. It was one word, though. Bill. No, (laughs) Bill. (laughs) It was an odd name, not one I had heard before. Can you give me the first letter? F. Finn. No, close. Phil. No. Fim. (laughs) <laughs> it was Flynn. Oh. And that wraps up this week's quiz. Terrible quiz. I'll do better next week. Don't you worry, guys. And it also wraps up this week's episode of Remember This. As always, if you could please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you ingest your podcasting send delights. it to your friends who are also in isolation send it to friends send it around this is a time when we need are entertainment. you raven get in touch uh, exactly James that also mckenzie james mckenzie do you remember mckenzie the um the clothing label mckenzie McKay, do you mean no mckenzie i think i do actually yeah i used to wear i had some mckenzie stuff yeah, of course you did but yeah uh please do write in to us at remember this question mark at gmail.com we love doing this for you guys and yeah if you could tell other people about the podcast that would be great and yeah you will hear from us next week with another episode we hope you're well we hope you're happy we hope your loved ones are well and happy and sending you good isolation vibes take care guys have a good week goodbye bye